Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday night. We made it. It might have been stressful for everybody you see on the screen, but we are here. We are alive and I hope thriving. Will, how's your week been? It's been pretty good, man. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on. Lots of work stuff going on, but we're here. So how about we, you? I, <laughs> let's talk comics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whenever there's we'll a storm, whenever there's we'll a storm back in that. the tropics aimed like <laughs> directly at my house, things get a little uh, get a little stressful around here. But uh, you know what? We, we should we should survive. It should be fine. You <laughs> know, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. So oh, no, it was it, the the track changed in the last uh, twelve hours to make it a little more like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should go out and clean up around the house uh, a little <laughs> bit uh, so that things don't become projectiles. But this is not the Hurricane Even Ian show, I don't believe, at least not yet. Uh, we are going to talk comics and crowdfunding. We have uh, Melissa J. Messi and Andrew. How do you, how do you say your last name, Abarca. Andrew? Abarca. All right. And we are going to talk about the crowdfunding campaigns that they are running. Uh, talking about stress, they're, the three most stressful things that can happen in your life are death of a loved one, a wedding, and buying a home. Those are three things that are said to be the most stressful. I'm going to add a fourth and a fifth, moving which we know that one of the four people on this uh, screen is in, is involved with right now. 
and I'm going to add running a comic Kickstarter. Now, that one is fun <laughs> stress, but it's still stressful. So what we're going to do, we're going to get rid of the stress. We're going to have a blast tonight. Um, and how we usually do this is we do a little 30-second pitch for each project. MJ, you've been with us before, so why don't you why don't you start us off? How would you get somebody interested in the Alchemist of Aurelia if you were at a comic convention and they were walking right past you? Sure. Uh, so the short of it is that a wizard is hoping that an old legend is true so that she can stop a witch's revenge. Very nice. All right, Andrew, and what can we hear about our starry universe? So the main protagonist is a space pirate, but she doesn't think of herself as a pirate because she was totally going to return that ship after she was done borrowing it. It wasn't her <laughs> fault it got destroyed. Um, and it has magic, so space pirates with magic. All right, so we, we, we did it again. Well, we have a theme. We have <laughs> created a theme of magic and fantasy uh, through the sheer luck of having awesome comic creators decide that tonight is the night that they can talk to us. So no, we um, totally planned it, man. We totally yeah, planned yeah. it. You know how we, we <laughs> use like, you know, math and, and science and maybe a little magic, but yeah, it all comes together. It's karma. It makes us look a lot better than we are and we're going to take it. Um, Andrew, let's, let's look at um, our starry universe because this is your first time uh, with us, right? I, I don't think we've done any projects yeah. with you all right and okay. i haven't met andrew yet so i'm very excited to see about his work too so if you could um share one of your what 160 uh chrome tabs with us uh preferably the one with your kickstarter campaign um yeah. let me just share this entire screen should be I seeing see all of us in a, in a there we go Beautiful. So here's, here's my campaign. This I got this from um, Bella Rachlin. Um, she's wonderful. And I actually have, let me just, I have this open here. She gave me the original. Well, I purchased oh, nice. It, but I don't know if you can see that from here. Well, well oh, wow. when we get off of the screen, we'll look at it closer. But that's great. Is she the uh, interior artist on the book? Nope, she did the cover. So okay. let me scroll down here to the artist so you can see who did this. We are down. Scroll dizzy. The team. There I am with my one of my little pups. Oh, nice. Three little Boston Terriers. So Ali Garza um, did the first half of pencils. Um, he's a very busy guy. Um, very nice guy. Uh, Mustafa's inking. Nia Rafino is nice enough to do the colors for me and Pal Rodericks is going to finish up the pencils for me. And then I have a ton of cover artists. Not even all of them are shown here, but oh wow. Huge team. I decided to go big on this one. Hey. Maybe a little too big. <laughs> a little too many colors. Well, you seem like you're doing pretty good so far. So um, how did what what is the genesis of this story? What what was the first, you know, like glimmer in your eyes, so to speak, on, on this comic? Well, I write novels. I've been writing for almost five years now. Let's stop here so we can look at that. Um, this character has been with me for a long time. So it was all about her um, at first. Name is Jessica Darconi. And when I was a teen so many years ago, I'm a lot older than I look. Um, 
That is I, a good I, problem to have. <laughs> I, I hear that, yeah. Um, I needed a new online personality for um, MMO RPGs. Um, and like Buffy fan names were not cutting it anymore. Okay. <laughs> so I decided I was going to be Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark, which I had never played, but I had read about. And I got her name wrong because I had never played it. And I called her Jessica Dark instead <laughs> of Joanna. So then Jessica Dark was born and I and she made appearances in World of Warcraft and EVE Online and stuff like that. Well, then after some years, um, I did an iteration of her name, like I, I leveled her up. Um, so then it became Jessica with a K, J-E-S-I-K-A, and then Darconi as the last name. So and were, I, you just, were you just playing the game at this point or were you already starting to write? I was just novels? playing the games. Okay. And, and so when I started writing, um, I needed a break from an epic fantasy that I was writing. So I had this idea where this woman is in a spaceship. This is the opening scene and she's under attack and she gets shot at and then a magic power activates to stop her from getting harmed. But that power, uncontrolled, hurts everybody around her. And that's how the story started. And then I wrote a short story. And now I'm lengthening that to a novel. And then once I was satisfied with the beginning, I wanted to peel this off and make a comic because I'm, I've been a comic fan for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So um, what did, what's, the, what's the unique changes when you're adapting your, your novel to a comic? Have, have you felt like it's pretty much the same story or do you find new avenues with the, the illustrations? So far, it's, it hasn't, the plot hasn't um, really changed. Although I have made some changes to the novel since the comic script was written and edited. Um, I can imagine some some drift, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, adaptations drift a little bit from this mm -hmm. material, um, but so far I think it's pretty solid. Okay. Oh, Shawnee's in the house. She says, "Wow, this is quite the all-star crew we have." You know, only the best for you, Shawnee. We uh, we, we 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 get we get the good ones when we know you're gonna watch. So. <laughs> oh, and I want to add here. Um, Colette Turner did this design for me. She was awesome. So we, you, you said she's a, a not a pirate because she swore she was going to return the uh, ship. Yeah. Does, does this non-pirate have a crew or is she kind of off doing her own single adventures? Right now she's off doing her own single adventures. She had a hired gun in the very, very beginning. So no spoilers. The hired gun is, is killed right away. So it's just her and her AI. And so everybody in this universe has an AI called Sarah, S-A-R. Okay. And these, these Sarahs, they tell people what to do because they're supposed to help you make decisions in your life, but people become codependent on these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the major themes is about, is the AI, does the AI really have your best interests at heart? And we find out maybe not. I wonder what you could be uh, commenting on. <laughs> it's not a social commentary at all. Yeah. 
Sure, sure. I haven't read it yet. I bet I'll find some allusions in my own reading, whether you wanted them there or not. Um, so obviously this is coming from a novel, so the story could be quite long. What are you envisioning um, the this series to run if it were to go, you know, as far as you could take it, how, how long would this be? Is this a mini series, a maxi series, a, a forever series? I think that it would be a forever series. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm struggling with right now is since the comic book was started, an agent is interested in the novel. Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of put a little bit of a pause on the comic book. So like issue two, I would have had out right away. Mm -hmm. um, but they won't publish the book if there's an adaptation self-published. Um, so it's tricky in the comics. Yeah. Would would they allow you to adapt it after the novel was published? I think so, um, but I'd, I'd put that in the contract. I'd yeah. definitely put that in the contract. So this could be, this could be a one-off that is extremely rare and extremely valuable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope not, but yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we're trying to sell the comics. So we're going to say whatever we got to say. You know, we, we want people to back the Kickstarter. You know, I, Will and I lie all the time. <laughs> I'm a writer. isn't even Kevin. If they pick up the book after, yeah. after you get the comic, pick up the yeah. book. Yeah. Ask no. me more character. I want to make a statue of her. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. No, she's she's got a cool design. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get me uh, you know, with a, a redheaded uh, kick ass lead. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have me you have me at the at the go, but um Thanks. so in this in this world, um it's obviously in the future or another galaxy with futuristic type future, tech. Yeah. Um, what, God, how can I ask this? Um, what is, what, what, what type of a sci-fi world as a reader would, would be the most interested in this book? You know, we've got, you know, the tech war, the Star Trek, we've got the Star Wars. What is the feel that you're trying to go for with this particular sci-fi story? This is definitely space opera. So... There's some tech in there. It's not always explained explicitly, um, especially because of the magic too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually, I said sci-fi, but it's actually uh, delving into the fantasy with the magic. Yeah, speculative fiction. Um, what I was thinking of when I created this, a lot of good inspirations that I had were things like Altered Carbon, mm -hmm. um, things like Blade Runner. Mm. But this is, um, so the traditionally, um, there's like an Asian influence in, in the cyberpunk. Um, mm -hmm. In this one, I, I made it a Latinx um, influence. So this universe is, is if uh, Latin culture took precedence over, over Asian culture, which you would normally see in cyberpunk. Hmm. Okay. Well, I was looking through the, uh, through the, the campaign and it, you have, I think, what eight eight covers? Is that? I mean, if you just eight exactly. kind of separate. <laughs> well, some of them are. There's naughty and nice versions of some of them, but kind of of yeah. just you know. So what eight, nine, or how many? How many is it? Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, <laughs> thirteen. 
13. Cool. Including variants. <laughs> Very cool. And all my how audience. did you how did you wrangle I, I mean speaking personally my limit's about five because that's about all i can have the bandwidth for how can you wrangle 13 artists i started this last august okay uh, and the first thing i did was i was reaching out to artists to do the character design of jessica uh, and Colette was nice enough to work with me and created a beautiful design and then I started with uh, people that were high on my priority list, um, like Paolo Pantelena, um, who had a notoriously long schedule. And so I asked them first. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, I paid up front first. And then uh, um, in order to get this campaign all set up, um, I like to do my research. So I actually took a look at Ryan Kincaid's persuasion Kickstarter, which he has, he has uh, issue four now going um, live. And I looked at his first three campaigns, um, what he offered and who bought what, and I was Mm. aiming for um, 13 covers, uh, Mm. including alternates. Mm -hmm. And then I started reaching out to artists that I knew and artists that um, he had used that I've heard of. And then we just went from there. Um, I actually know the um, art dealer of TD Art, mm-hmm. who reps um, Cross, who did this one, and reps Marco Gali, who did the inks for this one, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of great artists. Um, she reps Sia Um, who I couldn't get. Uh, that's my favorite artist right now. Mm-hmm. Issue two. Issue two. Issue two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, who uh, the statue and she's like, I would love to do your statue. <laughs> but she's working on Neo Wonderland right now, so it's a lot hard to get. So yeah. So lots of great artists for the covers. Who uh what's the rest of the interior team look like? I mean, you said I think Ale Garza is doing some yeah, of the pencils. So Ale, and... Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, go ahead. So Ali was um starting interiors. Um he's a busy guy, he has a lot going on. So he was not able to um, finish the second half of pencils. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I did a canvas. I like to um, use when I can um, comic artists seeking submission commissions on Facebook because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great talent there. And I found Pal there, and he came with a, a recommendation too. So he's going to finish up the pencils for me, and then. Uh, Mustafa was recommended by Ali. He's been great to work with. And so he'll be finishing up the inks. Uh, All all 24 pages will be inked by him. Okay, so that'll be a nice um, kind of a a modulation between the two. Mm -hmm. Did you pick your second artist based on him having a a similar style or did you find a break point? I did, yeah. I posted these example images that I had from the interior. Mm -hmm. Here. And I asked um, these ones here. So I posted these on Facebook and I said, I need somebody that can do this style. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at the examples and, and Powell looked close enough. No, that, that looks really cool. Um, so you've got the Nadia nice cover. So is this a mature reader's book or are you just having some fun with the covers? It's mature for language. Um, 
but otherwise I'm just having fun with the covers. And actually that is going to make um, this cover right here very valuable because when I started the comic, I decided that I was going to do some um, naughty and nice covers. And after I had the first one, hide this. Sorry. After I did the first one, so Ali Garza did this first, then the then the agent was interested in the novel, and then I got skittish because I was like, oh wait, if I come out with a comic with all these naughty picks, mm -hmm. the publisher going to pick it up, or are they going to say, ooh, I'm going to I'm not touching that, so. I canceled my other plan naughty covers, but this one was already paid for and done. Mm -hmm. um, so what's going to end up happening, I think, is um, whoever is going to pick this one up or the lenticular, mm -hmm. it'll let you go from naughty to nice. Oh, I'm going nice. to end up printing only enough of those to cover the backers, plus a few extra um, yeah. damage. Yeah, and absolutely. Like 25 of those. So. I'm going to comp him some of those. So awesome. this will be like very low print. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a I'm good, thinking. it's a good strategy. Um, a lot of, a lot of people definitely go that way. I, I totally get it, but I, I can see once you started talking to a publisher, it depends on the publisher though. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know who you're talking to. Some, some might be like, all right, give me, give me all the covers you can give me. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm, so who was doing the colors? Because the colors were very cool as well. Mm -hmm. So this is CC De La Cruz did the colors. Now, when I did the thumbnails, you can see this one looks a little washed out, and this one looks mm -hmm. a little. That was my editing software um, when mm -hmm. I scaled these down. So the colors are really beautiful. The the picture here does not do it justice. Um, it, it's going to look really nice on the cover. Very cool. Now this is the first issue in this series, but you've done other Kickstarters as well, right? Is it or is this your first comic Kickstarter? This is my first comic Kickstarter. Cool. Because I was drawing pictures before and I did it. I did a couple Kickstarters for drawings. Mm -hmm. Those did not. You did you did novel Kickstarters? Is that what you said? Huh? For I did some Kickstarters for drawings, drawing portraits and stuff. Oh, okay. How did those go? Uh, what was your experience? <laughs> I did one of those $1 pencils like early in my drawing career and it was not successful. I did a couple of um, STEM, um, science, tech, engineering, and math um, outreach things. And mm -hmm. those were not successful either. So. Well, let's get your comics going then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have a publishing company now too um, called Apo Apsu Entertainment. And really my goal is um, to help indie authors who are self-publishing and maybe their books, maybe not doing that great on like Amazon or something. Mm -hmm. And if they're interested in, in turning into comic books, I want to help them do that. So this is like my proof of concept Kickstarter. And after this one, then I'm going to start getting um, actual series going with other authors and make some really great stuff. I hope that's cool. Uh, Paul Martz says, I, uh, I want to see both the graphic and the literary novel. Good luck with OSU Android. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, uh, I have found that I just don't make time for novels anymore. So I'm going to read the comic book. 
But uh, <laughs> if you get the novel out, I will buy it and have it on my bookshelf and be like, well, yeah. We'll get an audio book if you like those. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, good luck. And we're going to pivot over to MJ. We got to right. go get out of stay in magic and get out of space. Um, so MJ, you've already been on with, with uh, the alchemist of Aurelia. I'm going to make myself look stupid and give you a compliment. I found my the first two issues from the last Kickstarter. And I went, oh, cool. I can read these before the thing so I can actually read it. I put them in my uh, my car, I drove up and I, I had an hour and a half to sit there and I read an issue and I was like, that's pretty good. And I put it away and I pulled out um, The Alchemist Aurelia number one. And I looked at what I just read and there was a big number two on the cover. But Stan Lee says every comic book is a reader's first entry into your, your story, right? Yeah, yeah. I had no problem reading or following your story, completely ignoring issue one. And then I went back and I was like, oh, so Sprite wasn't always there. Okay. Um, so I read it completely out of order, but it still works. So that is my compliment and my admittance of how dumb I am, uh, which is if, if people have watched the show or listened to it on the podcast, they know, but you know, it's always good to give more evidence of how dumb of a person i actually am but um so <laughs> just let's let's go back to um the kernel the kernel of where this this story came uh from you and then we'll share the the page and look at it a little bit sure sure so um i'm a big art history nerd and in college i got really into uh like the byzantine empire and byzantine art and that whole era of history um and then i started reading more about the Ottomans who came after them and their really unique style of how they kind of took what the Byzantines had done and incorporated it into, you know, their kind of, you know, Middle Eastern sensibilities. And it became this really unique thing that you don't see anywhere else in that region. So that's the nerdy part of it. Uh, but also, you know, like when you're reading that YA quartet and the third book is always in the desert land or like the, the Eastern land, and it's always like the best book in the in the quartet. And then it's over and they go back to plain old, ye olden times, dark ages land. I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I want to go back to the other place. That place was awesome. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to make a whole series that's in that, you know, other setting and I'm going to throw in a lot of, you know, Ottoman Turkish sensibilities and aesthetic into it from my history nerd side. Um, so I actually, that first issue of Alchemist of Aurelia is the pilot episode that I put together. I should put together for a contest uh, and Ooh. no one looked at it. So, <laughs> uh, so it just kind of sat around for a year and then I put it on Kickstarter and everyone was like, oh, this is really good. When's the next issue coming out? I'm like, hmm it's coming soon so then i <laughs> figured i had to write a whole series and i spent about a year doing that and now here we are with the whole story and we're going on an adventure which you know i love a good adventure so yeah and blake blake from the blake buzz podcast does say you really know how well a series flows if you can read it out of order and um so it does sort of make sense that you you probably wrote 
um, the second one, not as a second pilot, but you were probably getting back in with the characters a little bit as well. Um, so we've got we've got a world um, full of magic. We've got a young um, rising wizard in training. Is that? Yeah, wizard in training. Almost a wizard could be a wizard if she did her homework correctly. You know that kind of thing. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for for anybody. I, I do. There's one particular thing that I really, I, you know, hits home with me because I do have a daughter in eighth grade, you know, who um, really just wants to learn it herself and doesn't really want any help learning things. So um, I, I have a special affinity for your lead character and uh anger as well uh, <laughs> it hits a little close to home but but it's very realistic and uh uh um you know re realistic to me it, um but what other it's it's a very fun silly and then at times dark how do you how do you deal with the tone because it 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 works but it definitely pops into a little bit of danger a little bit of silliness yeah, I always say, you know, I'm your purveyor of fine fantasy comics and tragic shenanigans. Everything starts out like, woohoo! And then it's like, oh, oh no, oh no. And it just kind of keeps going downhill from there. Mm -hmm. uh, it just is something that comes natural to me from how I grew up and the things I grew up reading. Uh, from, you know, being a someone who's generally like a positive, optimistic person, but also likes to read a lot of things that give me emotions. So you know, you're, you're getting into, you know, I read a lot of manga and stuff growing up that, you know, maybe was a bit ahead of my time. Um, but you get really emotionally involved, especially as a teenager. Uh, you know, you just really invested in these stories and terrible things are happening all around. And it's like, what awful thing is going to happen to the characters next? But you still have that optimistic sense that it's going to be okay. And that's kind of what I want to keep giving my readers that things can get bad, but it's not, you know, so much piling on because that can get really tiring. I mean, this mm -hmm. is supposed to be fun. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want people to enjoy what they're reading and not get tired by it. Because I've dropped a few things because I'm like, oh, no, not tonight. I can't. Like, I was <laughs> like watching Daredevil. I was like, oh, no, we can't. Oh, I need to fly down. This is too much. The, like, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Uh, between that and then you know we we would watch like episodes of Attack on Titan and it's like oh no like I need to sit down we do yeah. one at a time you know <laughs> so I never wanted to get like that bad but I do want people to feel something about it and to be like oh I can't believe this happened to my favorite character and I can't believe where this is going how are they gonna recover from this uh you know that's really what I'm trying to inspire uh in my readers because that's something I felt a lot at when I, especially when I was younger as a teenager and going into my early 20s when I was experiencing all kinds of media and it, it was such a fun time, you know, that's kind of what I want to inspire in people as they, they pick this stuff up. No, it, it, it feels like, it. and you do all of the art, you do the writing, you do the lettering, I'm going to assume? Yeah, on this series I do, yeah. Okay, so one a one-stop shop. Um, <laughs> You know, like whenever we get somebody, and we probably said this the last time, Will and I get a little envious and and uh, frustrated that somebody can actually do that. Um, so, <laughs> who who wins out, artist MJ or writer MJ, when you get to a page that you maybe wrote a month ago, 
and 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 you're you're looking at the script and then you're looking at what you need to draw who wins out oh yeah that's a good one because it's really both the whole time because i'm a very visual person in my head so when i've written it i've already seen it happening okay. i almost envision it as an animated uh like movie or episode so i'm just trying to capture what i've seen in my head on the page mm -hmm. uh, so i guess technically it would be artist but the artist and the writer are so entwined at this mm -hmm. point um it's really hard to say one or the other. I guess who's ever less tired that day gets to win because the other one can't fight back. It's like, uh-huh. Uh, well, and this isn't your only series that you're running on Kickstarter either. Uh, I mean, not right now, but uh, you have your Black Ball series too, which is, yes. which is also really good. Yes, my uh, 1920s magical murder mystery. Uh, so, you know, there's a theme people throwing magic at each other is I guess what I'm doing now. Uh, it's a funny story because I was supposed to be launching Black Ball number four right now after I wrapped Alchemist of Aurelia number two. So I was gonna be mm -hmm. rotating back and forth between the two, but I already knew exactly what I had wanted to happen in Alchemist of Aurelia number three. And I had been storyboarding both of them and I ended up in this weird like writer's block with Black Ball four where I had storyboarded a scene and then I didn't like it. So I was starting it again and I'm like, oh, this is too much. I'm just gonna work on the other one. And uh, that's how we are where we are now. And so the plan now is that when this one is finished, I will, I promise, go back to Black Ball number four uh, because <laughs> this, we are getting this, to the halfway point in the story. So. This is an exclusive guaranteed Black Ball number four is coming unless I she decides to do the Alchemist of Aurelia for I, I even asked Angela Odling, I was like, oh, do you want to do a variant cover for Black Ball? And she's like, I would love to. And then never updated her like, oh, by the way, so sorry, Angela. <laughs> I promise that you will do a variant if you still want to. Well, um, yeah. it, it, it reminds me of a story that Neil Gaiman once said where he was having just terrible writer's block on like a novel he was working on. He just, just stuck, stuck, stuck. And so he, he, he closed the document, he opened another one, and he wrote like an eight, 18 page short story that day. And he's like, okay, so I can still write. I just can't write that novel. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's probably smart of you to, okay, you're, you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck, but you can move on the other thing. I think that's probably a very healthy choice to make. Yeah, I think in the end it was the right thing to do because I probably would have still been banging my head against the wall for a while with Black Ball. But now I'm feeling better about going back to Black Ball after this is done. I think this book just needed to get out. It was ready to be written and put together and put out in the world. So mm -hmm. it, it ended up working out in the end, I think. But apologies to everyone I told in <laughs> February, like, oh yeah, you more speakeasies and things. Absolutely. <laughs> do, now, I'm, I am ignorant on blackball. Do you draw that as well? Or do you have an illustrator for that? Nope, all the drawing and art and writing and all that is me also. And that one is in color too. It's a limited palettes, but it is all hand colored, so. Nice. Do you dislike yourself? Yes. <laughs> Every day. All the time. I'm, also, I'm a Maple Leafs fan, I'm a Ferrari fan, I'm an Arter and Rightist. Like, it's just all piling on the hate over it, here. It does um, feel tough. Can I hurt myself? <laughs> well, let's, let's look at the page. If you could share, uh, share it with us and take us, take us through the page and, and, and tell us what's what. 
Sure thing. Yeah, so, and and while you while you're doing that, uh, I know you mentioned you were about halfway on Black Ball with number four. So I assume about eight issues for it. How? Uh, how yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping number six will be the last one, but three oh, okay. ended up being a double issue, so we'll see. Um, That's the way to get your number right. Just make one, you know, an 80, yeah. 80 page. <laughs> right? It's like well, 120 pages. That is one one chapter issue. right there. <laughs> how how many issues do you think uh, the Alchemist will run? Uh, if I'm looking at my chart up here on the wall, I'm thinking about ten. So okay. I'm keeping cool. it keeping a tape over here because you know I, <laughs> I had that stupid 20s energy years ago where it's like I'm mm. gonna do my epic and it's like no, I'm not gonna do that yeah. uh, so we're gonna we've, keep it reasonable we've we've talked about it a lot you know let's let's all we all thought yeah I, I thought you had to do a Sandman style outline to get a comic made and youngins you don't a four page short or a one shot or a three to four issue mini and and uh everyone who's tried to do the the maxi series is like man i really wish i'd done four four issue mini series as opposed to this thing but i used to joke that tart was going to be 42 issues guaranteed now the last two issues could each be 150 pages long or they could each be three pages long but it's going to be 42. And even that, I looked through at one point and I was like, this is way too long. And I went through the outline and I cut out anything that was just for fun and didn't literally tell the story. And we got it down into the, the high 20s. So uh, I still don't recommend that people do do short, short, short and finish. But uh, 10, one. 10, you're only uh, you're only harming yourself with 10. So <laughs> I, I think you get to do whatever you want. Yeah, just just me and the production artist. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got some bad news. Shawnee cannot help with the explain yourself bump because she's already a backer. Uh, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna count that as still as a win, just not part of the bump. We're we I would rather I'd rather people be on you guys' stuff first day, but if we can get a couple yeah. extra, that is that's extraordinary too. Yeah, well, I see we already picked up a couple people uh, up to 59. So I was at 50, well, I was at 54 all this week, and I kept checking it all week while I was at the office for my day job. And I was like, oh, no, it's still 54. And it's like, stop <laughs> looking at it. And like, no, I have to keep staring at it. Uh, so being up to 59 now is a, a very nice. We're we're going to we're going to get you up to to we're going to you had 80 on the last campaign, right? 89. 89. All right. Oh, so I'm hoping this is the one that gets to 100. Triple digits. Oh, it's going to go over 100. Yep. It's going to yep. go over 100. Well, we'll this is, this is a will already guarantee. <laughs> guarantee. That's so right. I'm going to get 100 baggers, and I also have to make black ball number four is what we're learning from this class. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we, we make all kinds of claims, promises, and statements on this show. Mm. I, I have a weird question for you. Um, sure. One of the weird, things that, that I, one, of, one of the things that I try to do is like the first week of the campaign if i can or at least the first two days of the campaign because i try to take those off work because i know i'm going to be absolutely useless and just staring at this you know refresh 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 you know is that is that something that you do you mentioned you were at work i, I i'm just curious 
Uh, no, usually actually the first day or so I'm okay because I know every time I come back, the number's gonna change. Like it's just day one for you, right? And I did a secret launch this time. So I knew day two, I would still be getting some traffic pretty decently. Uh, it's really after that initial bump where you start to enter the dead zone is where I start sitting on the page and panicking. And uh, I also have like five different things gathering data for me on my Kickstarter. So I'm like comparing all the data points, I'm like, am I tracking ahead? Like how many backers did I roughly have at this time? And are the users coming? And what's the bounce rate looking like? And I'm just driving myself crazy because I'm just looking at everything. So at some point it's like, I have to stop and go have a snack. You yeah, the, the dead zone is rough. The dead zone's rough, especially when it's been three or four days and, and you know, you, you've had like three backers in three or four days and, and you know that that's what it is, it, mm -hmm. but you never get used to it or it's never, it's never okay, even though you know it's coming, you've been through it before, you know that there's going to be that uptick um, at the end. Uh, but it's, it's rough. Uh, Andrew, have you, have you had, uh, have you dealt with the, the dead zone yet in this campaign? I know you've got 26 left. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. I've heard about it, so I know it's coming. It's just, <laughs> and I am checking out work. I don't get good cell reception at my day job. Um, but when I go to the bathroom, I can check my phone. So I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom again. Again? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. But again, I'm <laughs> you, you start making up lies that are just so humiliating no one's gonna ask yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well if you, you must know, know i undercooked <laughs> my eggs this morning uh, you know it's i'm sorry go ahead no i was just i am lucky that i do work remote so you know i can't get in too much trouble as long as i'm showing up to meetings and yeah. Like, oh yeah user experience that's a thing yep yeah <laughs> refresh refresh <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it is it's i remember my the first the first campaign for cross for crossover division number one um you know you you're in the dead zone and you're like Oh, oh my God, is anybody ever going to back this again? You know, yeah. <laughs> am I just done? Is this, is this it? And then you get a back and you're like, yay. Am I ever going to get another back? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, have I already peaked? Is this it? Yeah, this know. is the end of my career right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lucky because I did pick up the books. You have those really cool like metal um, book um a page bookmark. holder bookmarks are you guys are you doing that again what are some of the cool swag you have with this campaign yeah so actually um we have a variant cover this time uh you know i did the first cover and i'm like mm, i can do more so <laughs> i decided to go for the variant i meant to you know ask around and i forgot i just didn't get there to hire other artists so you know just do it yourself. And, and we've already established that you really don't like yourself so hey just why not add more work right <laughs> absolutely you know i got i need something to do so uh yeah so we have a limited variant cover uh limited to 25 copies total so i think I haven't done the math, but I think there's maybe about 10 left uh, and they are numbered and signed. So uh, you can pick up those. We are they their unlock... own tier or are they an add-on? Uh, so there is one tier where you can get it in uh, a bundle with the original. Mm -hmm. And then you can also get it as part of the collector set. We can also get um, both the uh, 
book plate, which is a black and white ink illustration that I do for you that's signed. And I'm also doing color four by six uh, little illustrations as well. So you can pick up that in this set. Um, you can also get the cover art from the original, which I have here, actually. So. And you really like to work your artists, don't you? Oh yeah, we need to remember to we need to remember to look at both covers when we get out of this yeah. this thing because I I told Andrew we'd do it and then I forgot. So do you ever saw your originals? I try to, but I just haven't gotten really any takers. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to buy them, please do because they are just sitting in my house. <laughs> Definitely something I've tried to do and just uh, no bites. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like, do I want to sell them or do I want to keep them? Like, you no, know, for my first comic, it's kind of like, I want to keep it because. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some I can't part with. Um, but then there are a few where it's like, no, I'm okay with letting these go. I'm thinking, especially with comic pages, I just amass more and more from creating them. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's more that I'm okay with letting go of. So. Yeah. Um, I I definitely, uh, there, there have been times where I've ended up with some of Ludo's um, artwork to sell or, you know, like he came over to New York and he couldn't take them back to France. And I held them for like a year and a half. And it was, it was like they were mine, even though they certainly were not. <laughs> and giving them back was rough, but I, I knew they weren't. And also like sometimes people will, uh, will do an original commission with the Kickstarter. So he'll send all of them to me and then I send them out. So for like, three weeks to five months, depending on how long it waits, waiting for the comics, they are mine. <laughs> and then I have to do the right thing and give the person who paid for it their reward. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But no, original pages are definitely cool to sell, but it, I don't feel like it's a big thing on Kickstarter. There, there are a couple people who will try it, but it's not a... Mm it's not a big Kickstarter thing. It's more of a comic convention. People like to pick those up, I believe. Yeah, I think being able to see them in person helps with that too, because there's been many a time I'm like browsing the the tables in a con and mm -hmm. I see some of the original art people have and it's, you know, I might not even know the artist, but just seeing what they can do mm -hmm. physically right. on the paper, it, oh, it's just nice. There's just something nice about it. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. I might buy this. Absolutely. I saw an Art Adams piece at San Diego Comic-Con once, and I was like just two feet away from it. It was so gorgeous. <laughs> I have so... a, an original Sia Um watercolor on my wall. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so... it's, uh, the, the art, I, I was really lucky. Uh, the, the first thing I did was a book called Diary of Night uh, with artist Gene Gonzalez. And we went through and we did the four issues and uh, we got it collected and, and everything. And then uh, because Gene is just such an, an awesome dude, uh, he shipped me. He said, here, here's all the art for those four issues. And I was like, that's precious, my precious. <laughs> so, MJ, can I ask you to scroll down just one page uh, below that? So I'm looking at the, you know, what would be probably panels two and three. When you write the script, do you write for yourself kind of that fractured panel? 
or do you just write what's happening and then when you get to the to drawing do you kind of fracture it and play around with the layout um yeah that's a good question because when i'm writing i'm usually drawing alongside it as well so i already have the idea in my head of a general how it's going to be broken out maybe not the exact shapes of the panels or how they'll exactly fit in but at this point in my drawing career i've kind of gotten that sense of rhythm for depending on the kind of scene it is and what's going on and what's going to be happening to know you know when i want to do these broken up panels and when i want to have insets and when i want things to be really angular like especially my action scenes the panels tend to get really angular and jagged uh, because those diagonals and those sharp shapes are more dynamic and exciting and they kind of get that sense of danger across a little better. Cool. Very so cool. Like guiding the energy. Well, let's let's pull this out and then let's look at your cover let's closer. Art. Your, yeah. your art closer. <laughs> and then we're going to look at Andrew's cover uh, closer. And I'm going to, I don't know if this will work. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, and I'll turn on my light too because I turned this off because sometimes it makes me look a little too pale. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully this is all right. Yeah, so this is the uh, nice. standard cover that you can get. Uh, you know, it's really vibrant and beautiful in person. I'm still, you know, I, you scan it in and it just never looks quite as nice. So mm -hmm. uh, being able to own it in person and really see it. And see no, the, it pops. The turquoise yeah, really pops. Yeah. Smell nice. the marker fumes that have seeped into the paper. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love seeing the ink in the th from the back. Oh, yeah. And you can tell that all that work, you can see all the work that went into it. Yeah, and you see where I should have just airbrushed it and called it a day. But I was <laughs> so, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I own an airbrush now. I should have just, that would have saved me. Would, would it work on a comic page? I, I'm, I'm so ignorant, I don't even know. Oh yeah, um, so I have a masking film that I'll use to block off areas I don't want airbrushed. Um, I actually did a lot of the backgrounds in black ball that way, where I just airbrushed them. It worked for the scene because it was all kind of the same background throughout. Uh, and it ends up working really well because you can do like really smooth gradients and some cool effects and some other um, just fun stuff. And it takes way less time and way less ink been spending yeah. hours just trying to get to be kind of smooth and that's like oh it's so little streaky it's not cool <laughs> so you got you've got shawnee meyer's thumbs up that's really pretty she says yeah. In the chat. And yeah then we have our variant cover here which is an idea i had for a long time and i don't know i think i did a poll and people didn't seem to like this one but i still wanted to do it anyway so i'm like variant cover now joke on now you know uh, at, at some point it's yours and you get to yeah. do what you want Exactly. exactly. So that's the point of being an artist is to, yeah. to make the things you want to see in the world. So yeah. this one was a fun one just because of the lighting effects I was trying to get from the window. Uh, so a lot of time was spent doing that and getting the shadows right. But that's a lot of the fun of traditional media for me is trying to get the sense of light when people don't think you can get it with a set of markers, right? You know? Yeah. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, because we, we do this live and people can watch it or you can watch it on YouTube, but if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to have to go to my YouTube page. Uh, it is the weirdest thing. Just YouTube and look up B-E-A-N-O-K-J and you can look at this artwork. So, um, Andrew, or even let's... better, go to the go to the Kickstarter page and just that's true. get that get that tier. You know? that's, yeah. that's true. But if you, if you go to the page, you get to see Will's dog behind him. Um, the painting of Will's dog. Uh, so Andrew, let's look at your cover. 
Mm -hmm. I, have, I have a couple here. Let's do it. Let's see. We don't usually get to do show and tell. I was I know. pretty conflicted with offering this Bella Ratchlin cover as my Kickstarter exclusive. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I would love to just print this everywhere. Um, but it is the Kickstarter exclusive, so you will only get it on this Kickstarter or in another Kickstarter. It won't be available at conventions or on my website. And this is, cool. it's hard to tell, but this is traditional with paint and marker. Um, she did a fabulous mm. job with that. Oh, and wow. then Jamie Tyndall. Oh, White, uh, white Widow. Yeah. These are the inks. Oh, that's I, fantastic. Yeah, Jamie knows how to, uh, to, to draw a woman who will get attention. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I've met him. A, I've met him a couple times. He's a very nice guy. Uh, my daughter was maybe nine when we we ran into maybe nine or ten, and she asked, you know, oh, can I read that one? You know, like White Widow's a very buxom uh, young lady, and I said, and I read it through, and there's it, there's nothing objectionable in it, and I said, you can read it as long as you understand that no human female can look like this and it's just drawn that way she said okay i said okay you can read it i just didn't want my nine-year-old daughter to expect that you're supposed to look like how he draws gorgeous women <laughs> oh no oh, that nice. is that beautiful nice. colors wow yeah i want to find these people and apprentice under them like show me your ways <laughs> No, my screen is like, well, as much there as you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that is gorgeous. The watercolor from Cross. Yeah, no, that is so pretty. And the, just the angle is so unique and uh, the energy, the, dy the dynamism of the the uh, um, image, you can tell even though it was, it was tougher. Yeah. So your uh, Kickstarter exclusive cover, that uh, what what tier is that that is the 40 dollar tier cool so i can go down here to my page and if somebody wanted every after you find that if somebody wanted every cover that's what would 40, that be that's 45 for the kickstarter exclusive but it comes with um the kickstarter exclusive it's going to be trade and virgin so you get two for the price of one. Okay. All these are all these. That's are not trading. bad at all. Um, um, that's actually not bad at all. Getting a virgin and a regular for forty-five. That is an mm -hmm. extraordinarily good value. If they wanted every cover, all I think we said thirteen. What is there a tier to get? There's that? like eighteen covers, including variants. Because um, Jamie Tyndall was nice enough to do a uh, a sketch edition for me. So it's oh. white and it's going to be printed on paper that can be drawn on and cool. so that is that is a whopping 1500 but i think it's worth it because you're going to get every single cover um all the lenticulars all the metal covers all the foil covers mm -hmm. everything will come in this nice so uh, it's been a, it's been a little little rough for me i, I think i'm going to miss that tier this time <laughs> um but if anybody out there can can swing it it's a value. Yeah, <laughs> it really every backer is different. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's Shawnee said I, that she missed us. 
Yeah, hold on one one sec. Shani says that she missed last Friday because she was at the amazing Las Vegas con and got to meet Jamie for the first time, and he was oh. super nice. Yeah, Jamie's oh, Jamie nice. really is 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 a nice nice person. So sorry, he go ahead, Andrew. Took a call for me. He actually took a call for me and gave me some advice on comic creating. So wow. that was cool. Nice. So Melissa, um, you've got a variant cover for this one. Um, are you going to collect the series once it's over? Or are you going to do a midpoint collection? Or do you have you thought about that at all? Or what what does that look like for you? Yeah, uh, it's. I think because it's going to be ten, splitting it five and five is going to be really nice. So split again, it eight and two. Make people wonder. <laughs> All right, new plan. Uh, <laughs> Write it up there on the wall, okay? <laughs> Post it now right up there. Um, yeah, I think that split halfway because it'll be a good turning point, I think, uh, in the series where things start to get, you know, a little worse as they always do in volume two. So mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's the plan because, you know, the plan from the beginning for me was always to do like full length books, but that takes a really long time. Uh, so since I really started getting into the Kickstarter game, that's when I really started thinking in terms of issues and publishing them as standalones and then collecting them instead of like, I'm going to wait 10 years and then there's going to be a book on Kickstarter. And, <laughs> and, no, 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 don't do that. Just do the, do the singles and then collect them. And then by then I'll hopefully have good ideas for, you know, what the soft cover and if there's going to be a hard cover. Uh, Black Ball, I thought more about what that final collected thing is going to be. Uh, so, you know, lots of ideas for extras there. But definitely, definitely this one, at least two collections. Very cool. If, um, gosh, this is this is a very spoilerific question. So if you can't answer it, do not worry. Um, Everyone but... dies at the end in both series. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Everything's terrible. So it's a, sh it's a Shakespearean tragedy. Got it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so probably not a second volume of, <laughs> but, but in this world, can, is there any chance to come back to this desert world for more adventures? Yeah, actually, um, I actually recently did a video on the whole timeline of the world. Um, so there's things that have happened in the past that have affected how the world has been shaped. And the biggest one is this thing called the Pantheon War, where there was a group of gods and then these other gods came and kicked those gods out. And then they saw... You know, people have been building all these temples and monuments and things to the old gods, and they're like, we don't like that. They snapped their fingers, and the whole world map basically was erased in one instance. So the that's kind of why they can't figure out where the alchemist of Aurelia's atelier is, because he was from that old time, and they haven't figured out where Aurelia was. So that was kind of like the big central question when I was writing the story you know, back a year ago was like, okay, they can't be that dumb that they can't figure it out. So what happened? Mm -hmm. And that's where all the world building kind of came into play. So like, that's a big thing that has shaped the world. Um, there's also a particular age I want to set a story in where people started rediscovering all the ruins that it turns out like they didn't just disappear. They just kind of got buried by the sand and things. So people mm -hmm. started finding them again at a certain point once all the wars and things stopped and things calmed down. And that was called the great age of dungeon delving. So I want to do a story set talking about some dungeon delvers and what that was all about. So it's got a great title. <laughs> I don't know about the story, but the title's great. Great age of dungeon delving. I 
I'm in. Oh, yeah. I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> well, I guess I have a, a reward tier now for when I work on that. <laughs> Got me a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Um, let's do another, like a 30 second pitch in case somebody just happened to, to pop on. Um, Andrew, again, let's, uh, if you were at a comic convention and somebody walked by, how would you get them into our starry universe? So my very quick, quick pitch is we have space pirates, we have AIs, and we have magic. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no, not at all. MJ, Alchemist of Aurelia. Uh, a Turkish fantasy story where a young wizard hopes an old legend is true to stop a witch's revenge. Awesome. Nice. So this is the point where, you know, your contract is through. You owe us no more <laughs> of your time. Uh, if you want to hang with us, we'd love to have you. But if it's, you know, if you're hungry or tired and you need to eat or sleep, we will not be upset. But uh, Will and I are going to go through some of the campaigns that are still live from creators who have been on the show. And if you um, are backing them or know the creator, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, but if you're taking off, let us know so we can say bye. Um, you know, one real quick comment. Oh. Um, and Shani says it was lovely getting a chance Thank to chat Shani. with both of you. Now, Shani, you you make our you, you, we are going to forgive you for going to a comic convention last week. Um, <laughs> Will and I did uh, basically we talked for about an hour and a half that she wasn't here last week, right? Yeah, I I cried. Oh no, you know, wait, no, that was that that didn't happen because somebody had to run off for a football game. I think I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> But by the way, that is the most um, giving I have been probably in my life to pause that game when <laughs> I had to pause it to do this show. And I had a blast talking comics. But when we were done, it was time to get back to the game. Well, all right. So, so was no, it Shani, football or football? It was football. It was okay. not football. Football is like 6 a.m. Football is... Uh, afternoon or night no well i i'm a florida state seminole and for some reason we were on friday night last week will and i decide to do the show on friday nights both of our wives go to bed around 10 30 to 11 so we're not messing up their schedules we can stay up talk comics and then we have all day saturday and sunday to kind of regroup for our week that's why we can do this show and we're we love it and i'm obsessed with Florida State football. And uh, I was like, well, a Friday night, that's never going to um, be a problem. And of course, we we have a 7.30 game this, at, at 11, at, at 10.59, there was eight minutes left in the game. We were seven points down and had first and goal on the three. And I had to pause it and do the show. So if you re-listen to that show, I mean, I, I, I need some attaboys. I was present. <laughs> I was there until my, my DVR kind of kicked in and it played at like midnight. I was like, ah, because I was so afraid to see something. And like, all right, all right, you know, whatever. Let's get to these other, these other uh, campaigns. And I guess we can talk about um, the Winchester Mystery House since they were on during this. Um, Josh Warner is the, the editor-in-chief of uh, Source Point Press. He's writing a, uh, if it were a movie, it would uh, uh, be a biopic, so a biocomic. I don't know um, exactly what the word is, but it's 
um, a telling of a, a real life person. She uh, married into the Winchester family that made their fortune making the rifles that uh, many, many of the soldiers in the earliest wars used to kill and were killed by. And she inherited a enormous amount of wealth and used that wealth to build a sprawling mansion for the dead that people still believe is one of the most haunted homes in the world. Uh, you can tour this home um, and it's just a very cool retelling of her life and the building of the Winchester Mystery House. And it, it is a really good book. It's not on Kickstarter. It's on the backer kit uh, crowdfunding uh, thing. So you can in go fact, to- It's the first comic Yes, under for Kickstarter or for Backer Kit, right? Yes, yeah. Backer Kit right now. Uh, Josh told us is invite only. They're kind of and just finding their way, and uh, they they did this as their. It was the only comic so far on Backer Kit. So just go to backerkit.com and look look at the all projects, and you'll find it. It's it's really cool, and you can get um, a game with it as well, like months earlier than you can get it at your game store. So. Definitely worth checking out. Um, we also had that same night. Where are we at? Oh, Magic Powder. Yes, Jeff Schiller. Magic Powder is uh, Sopranos if elves and orcs were Tony and uh, and the other characters. So <laughs> we're in a magical world with elves, trolls, dragons, orcs. El, uh, I said elves already, and um, there's more elves. <laughs> there's a magic. There, the, the what they're all what they're all chasing. Basically, their cocaine is magic powder that they use to create magic, and uh, it's a lawless city, and they're all chasing this magic to run it. And it's just a cool, hard-boiled uh, crime story, but with you know. You know, elves sprawled out in the in the streets, <laughs> strung up from their magic powder, but well worth checking out. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, oh, the picture of Dorian Gray chocolate bars. Okay, this <laughs> one's so great. Uh, G. Gallus uh, is a comic creator. She she writes and draws her own stuff like MJ, but she also runs her own um, chocolate. Company, and tea. chocolate and tea, but she themes all of her all of her teas and chocolates based on um, public domain novels wow. and characters. So there's her Sherlock Holmes chocolate bar has Earl Grey tea as one of the ingredients in the chocolate bar, um, and this is specifically for a new flavor, which comes from the picture of Dorian Gray, and one of the characters in it loves strawberries and elderberries. Not, no, uh, something no, it else. Was, uh, juniper, ju uh, juniper, yes, juniper, juniper berries, yes. and so that's the chocolate based on it, and the tea based on those flavors. So it's just super interesting. You can kind of go through and see what there's a, like ten or thirteen chocolate bars and three or four teas, and you can find the one that that you think you might be interested in. Um, and it's just it's cool and unique, and it was it was a pleasure to talk about that one. Oh, and going straight to hell, we've got Belial. Um, Sean Barber came up with a story about the first ruler of hell trying to take it back from Lucifer and the four horsemen of 
the apocalypse and uh, he showed it to Chuck Pino and Chuck Pino decided that it should be a balls out absurd comedy. And Sean went, okay, write it. And that's what Belial is. It's a goofball comedy set in hell uh, with uh, a, an all out war between uh, Belial, the original uh, ruler of hell and the people who took it over from him. So very goofy, very fun. And Chuck is, you know, just a great dude and anything he does, I'm, I'm here for. Another fun, goofy fantasy is um, Baby Barbarian. It's uh, an all-ages tale about a, a, a baby barbarian who sits in a chair <laughs> that sends him to the land of no rules or work and uh, what, what happens after he is there. Um, what I was most interested in in the art is it's, it has a Mad Magazine feel where you're given a panel and all of the information is in the foreground. And then there's a ton of crazy stuff happening in the background <laughs> that has nothing to do with the story, but just adds humor and absurdity and fun to it. It's uh, it's really cool. I, I believe it's young adult, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's all ages, oh. but, but middle school is fine. And uh, Legends, yeah, Legends of the Realm. Jack Holder is just a super nice guy. Um, on on the, the the show we talked about, every couple weeks, he'll just send like an affirmation to, to people. Just like, hey, man, you're doing great. You're, you're, you're working on this. You're doing the things that everybody wants to do, and you should hold yourself up high. And it's like, out of nowhere, you just get something at the beginning of the day that says that you're, you're not the dirtbag that you think you are. <laughs> and I, I love it. And Jack, just a really great person. But this book is an, um, a, a work of how perspective shapes stories, how three people could see something happen and tell the story three different ways. And they're all actually true, even though they're saying slightly different things happened and I, I haven't read it yet and i'm really interested to see how jack uh plays around with perspective in that way well i think that's it except for we have some uh friends of the show yeah that currently have uh cat and phil uh slice of life mm -hmm. uh, they're doing their uh enamel pins for slice of life which is pretty awesome and i think they also did some they they did the bi bisexuality pins before mm -hmm. i think and, and so you can pick those second. up if you missed them yes mm -hmm. so that's running right now um and then some guy that i don't think anybody on kickstarter's ever heard of pat mm. uh what's his last name shamed 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 i think yeah i think that's Pain. right that's shamed well, yeah. did, like jail warlocks or something recently yeah there you go yeah <laughs> Uh, Destiny New York, Volume Six, uh, with from Pat Shand is out right uh, now on Kickstarter and is doing Gangbusters. So, uh, and if you haven't job, heard Pat. of if you haven't heard of that one, it's a, a really cool. Um, it's it's a world where magic and prophecies are mm -hmm. kind of run of the mill, normal, and it's it, the first volume is about a, a woman who fulfilled her prophecy, like as like a 13, 14, 15 year old, and has to live the rest of her life out having done the what thing now? she was born to do. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. One of the cards. Yeah. You got to get these cards. Yeah. These hollow cards are amazing. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's really does some cool stuff. And um, yeah, speaking of him, I just read uh, thirsty this week. Yeah. Oh, 
they go there. All right. And, and, There's and some good Cheeky, stuff in there. And Cheeky's coming, right? Cheeky's coming. <laughs> well, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Will. I'm not going to go there. Will. <laughs> it's on its there way. could be children that. listening to this. Well, come on. <laughs> I um, doubt it. <laughs> and um, Rabbit's Badass Song. We, we, we had um, Chris Ecclesian on uh rabbit's Badasan is a, a, a story of revenge and fried chicken hopefully i'm going to reach out and see if they can come on this week uh super cool fun uh revenge tale and uh john westoff's drumsticks of doom this was the this is a weird weird month where we we i don't think we can get a lot of people on that we 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 can hope to but um drumsticks of doom is an alternative universe where instead of the Beatles becoming the biggest band in the world, I believe it's Judas Priest. And um, all of the changes in the world, including bringing, bringing a dark magic into the world happen. And it's just kind of a, a fun, a fun, cool um, alternate universe. So I think that's our friends of the show. Well, we've got two more. Uh, we do. Mr. Oh. Guy, yeah. Mr. Guy Zombie Hunter from our friends at Onishi Press. Oh, well, cool. Yep, that's out right now. It's uh, it's hard to describe. It's uh, he's a zombie hunter, but he's got a infected arm, and it's has the ghost of the zombie that bit him or something. It's just crazy and pretty awesome. So uh, give it a look. The real then, cool thing about what they do is they plant a tree for every single back backer absolutely. they have. So you know if they get three hundred backers, that's three hundred trees, which is which is a super cool bonus too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then um, our our buddy, um, Travis Gibb, over at Orange Cone Productions. Uh, no Contest, The Fight Lawyer. I don't know. If I missed this one. one. What? Yeah, it's, um, let's see, it was wrestling, I believe, and he's an attorney that, hang on, I'm going to pull it up here. No Contest, The Fight Lawyer comic book series. That's right. <laughs> There's only 11 days. This was a short one, or did, have I missed? Is a hard-hitting one-shot that follows real-life lawyer Daniel Martinez as he helps fighter Alex Axelstrong get back into the ring after being set up by a corrupt local fight organizer. The book is action-packed with fights inside and outside the ring, even in the courtroom. This book is a cross between Law and Order, Cobra Kai, and UFC. There you go. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to give that one a look off air. But um, Andrew, MJ, uh, pleasure having you. Thank you so much. And good luck for the rest of the campaign. And let us know when you've got, you know, Black Ball number four or, you know. Is you number two? <laughs> I was going to say, or the Alchemist yeah. number five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, and ten. And Andrew's Starry Universe novel, if that's what comes. I doubt you're going to do it on Kickstarter if it's with a publisher, but um, definitely well, let us know when the next yeah, thing is, uh, is ready Fallen to go. Angels. We're looking at Fallen Angels next. That's the next comic. Fallen oh, Angels. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What What is the, what's kind of the, the log line of that one? That one is, oh, I would have to look it up. Uh, I didn't write it. <laughs> I'm, I'm helping an author get it adapted. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we're not going to hold you to too much, and it's it's late. So uh, we're going we're gonna to learn more about Fallen Angels when it's time to learn about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Everybody who is in the comments, thank you, Shawnee. I, I saw a Facebook user who I think might have been that guy, Charlie Stickney. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put two and two together and and say that was him. And I think there was Paul. Paul was in with us. Mm -hmm. So everybody, Blake, Paul, everybody who came in the chat, we really appreciate it. You make you make our Friday nights better when you join us. I know that sometimes you've got to go to a con in Las Vegas, <laughs> and we're just gonna we're gonna deal with it. But um, when you don't have that, we appreciate you being with us. Wow, he totally went there, Shawnee. I... <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now